welcome back to Science Like Soundwaves. Today's episode is about artificial intelligence, or AI, brought to you by your hosts, myself, Olivia, Hallie, Nathan, Archer, and Michaela. So let's get this started. So today's episode uh, is going to start off with one of our recurring segments, a mystery sound. So I've recorded the sound of something, in this case technology related, that you, the listener, must try to guess uh, what is making that sound. So listen very closely. Submit your guesses via our Instagram page at SciSlug or email your guesses to SciSlug at gmail.com. The answer will be revealed in our next episode. All right. Our next segment is a sustainability tip brought to you by our contributor, Nathan. According to the EPA, roughly 30% of the average U.S. home's trash is biodegradable. So it's a good idea to try and compost some of that biodegradable waste. The benefit of composting biodegradable matter is to enrich soil and promote plant growth and crop yield. If food scraps or garden trimmings are thrown away, they can release methane, a powerful greenhouse gas, while decomposing in the landfill, the EPA notes. So please, compost and reduce your greenhouse gas emissions. And feel free to think of other ways you can minimize your environmental foot. And now our next segment is a little bit of a throwback to the earlier days of the internet. Here's Nathan with an internet sustainability history lesson. Now a tech relic of the past. Blackle is a search browser once advertised to be energy saving because it displayed a primarily black background. Blackle took off in the late 2000s after launch in January 2007, amidst an energy saving movement, under the belief that making Blackle one's home browser would save electricity. However, Blackle is rendered obsolete today due to the following fact. In 2019, the majority of monitor sales are LED backlit LCDs which do not light up the parts of the screen that are black, as stated on Blackle's homepage. Blackle exists today as a reminder to save energy when possible, not a functioning green search browser anymore. Ecosia, on the other hand, is a working modern green search engine. Founded in Germany in 2009, Ecosia raises money by running advertisements and then directing ad revenues to nonprofit environmental-focused groups with the main goal of planting trees, especially in areas of deforestation, like in South America and Africa. In the upper right corner of the search browser lies a tree counter, showing the, the number of tree plantings the user has supposedly funded. Ecosia's homepage boasts 73 million planted trees and counting. Ecosia also posts its financial reports, showing that in September 2019, $2.2 million were collected from ad revenue. Of the approximately $1.3 million surplus after company costs and advertising investment are paid, 80% of that is devoted to tree planting, with the remaining 20% kept in a savings jar for future environmental investments, according to the website. Ecosia was also certified in 2014 for its sustainable and ethical practice, and is still recognized as such today. Ecosia is an example of technology recognized for improving society and humanity. However, as we will discuss next in our main segment, not all technologies are clear-cut benefactors. Artificial intelligence, or AI, is one of the most controversial technologies being developed today. A significant majority of us have integrated some form of AI in our lives. 
We don't need to look far to see how. Smart homes, cars, automated industrial production, and even personal AI assistance in our devices. And those are just a few select examples. It's relatively intuitive to imagine what sort of impacts AI could have in the future. Most of us think AI is a recent phenomenon, and in terms of technological advances, it definitely is. But the conceptual essence of AI actually dates back to antiquity. The idea of artificial and even sentient beings is explored in ancient Greek myths, such as that of Hephaestus, who created the artificial being known as Pandora. There is also the myth of Talos, a giant automaton made to protect the goddess Europa in Crete from potential threats. Automatons led to the idea of mechanical beings, especially those that were made to resemble humans performing tasks. Significant progress in the development of modern-day AI wasn't made until the 20th century, with the revelation that formal logic could be expressed using only zeros and ones, known as the Church-Turing hypothesis, and advances in information theory, the foundation for what AI is, was set today. Now when approaching AI methods, we ask various questions like, is human biology as irrelevant to AI research as bird biology is to aeronautical engineering? And appropriately, we have two major ways we can approach building AIs. The first is using logical analysis and Bayesian methods. These methods, in a nutshell, used symbolized formal logic combined with Bayesian probability networks for problem solving. Formal logic refers to the structured analysis of arguments. We take two different values, true and false, and assign them to the arguments. Bayesian networks allow a system to dictate the probability of an event not just by using the frequency or propensity of it, but also by the probability of events that precede the event that's being analyzed. For example, using probabilities and examining the relationship between different symptoms, an AI could figure out what diseases a person could be suffering from. However, this type of AI cannot simulate human thought and cannot learn from patterns, which brings us to our next method, using deep learning and neural networks. The crux of this method is that it essentially involves loosely modeling interaction between neurons in an animal brain. Nodes, which represent the neurons, are interconnected with each other and are able to independently send signals to each other for processing. The more complex the network, the bigger processing power and more advanced algorithms a network can integrate. As we can see, this method holds enormous potential for the future of AI. While not without its shortcomings, like requiring enormous processing power and taking way too much time to train for practical use, the prospect of simulating neurons opens up doorways for AI where it can cement itself as a fundamental tool vital to all sectors. If we can map the human brain, for example, we could use AI to tackle issues in human psychology, medicine, sociology, and even mathematics. These prospects make it highly likely that AI will follow this path in the future. So what does AI mean for today? How does it impact our daily lives? And how do we see it even when we don't think about it? I know one way is um, Google, like the Google AI, like some people make um, like appointments on Google, like they're like Google, um, make an appointment at, I don't know, a hairstylist or something, and it automatically does it. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I saw a video that actually showed the other side where you actually saw like the Google AI like talking to yeah. people on the phone, yeah, and um and like actually making the appointment. 
like sounding like a human and stuff. So and a lot of people use the Google app for that for those reasons. Right. So a lot of times we think of things like Google Home and Siri and Alexa um, as pretty nonchalant things. Just in the past couple of years, since we've seen an emergence of these sort of robots that act like humans, um, we haven't really been thinking about it too much. But in reality, this is probably the top example of artificial intelligence as we go about our day-to-day lives. Doing things such as noticing where we are based on our phone's location and offering, you know, hey, good morning, Hallie. I see you're at home. Would you like to open Snapchat right now? That's the number one thing that I notice often, especially on my phone, that Siri plays a really big part in. Yeah, Apple just released in its like new update, like this shortcuts thing. I don't know if that's artificial intelligence, but it allows you to, I guess that's more of like a way for you to program your phone to sort of like automatically do things, but. Right, so one main thing is that our phones are individually tailored to how we live our lives as a autonomous person. And um, a lot of it is specific to the patterns that we make on a day-to-day basis. And our phones and Siri and Alexa and Google, they pick up on these patterns and they use it to learn and help us make our lives easier. And not only our personal devices, but even in our homes and appliances. 20 years ago, would you even imagine that you can use your phone to microwave a food or put or reheat your oven to a certain degree by being outside your home? Yeah, I guess that technology isn't as widespread yet, but it like smart homes are supposed to be like the next thing in AI and in technology, I suppose. But they're they're kind of worrying, I think, uh, in in a few ways. Yeah, I think um, the main thing that comes to my head is if you've ever seen Wall-E. Uh, the people can't even walk for themselves in a certain scene. Yeah, they um, use the hover, the hover chairs and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's really easy to get into this loop of negativity and think of all the bad things that could happen. But I think if we're able to stay on a positive track and think about all the positive things that could come out of this, such as what Archer was saying about um, tackling human issues in psychology, medicine, sociology, um, AI can be used to do a lot of really great things. Artificial intelligence can be used for many great things, but there are some ethical issues about its use today. One main issue is what will happen after jobs are automated through AI systems. By bringing in new technology, such as self-driving vehicles, they could take over the majority of jobs that are done by humans. Humanity has been able to get other jobs after losing their previous jobs to a machine, such as factory workers. Thankfully, AI doesn't have the capability to take over all jobs right now. A second point is how do we distribute the wealth created by machines? By using AI, companies can decrease their reliance on people, and as a consequence, people would earn less money. This widens the wealth gap, where founders are taking home a large portion of the revenue created by the use of machines. While this continues to happen, How are the people who actually work going to be compensated enough to support themselves and their families? A third point is, how do machines affect our behavior and interaction? AIs are becoming better at communicating with people. With this development, there could be a new age where we will frequently interact with with machines as if they were humans. 
It is happening today when people ask personal online assistants for help like Google or Siri. The next point is, how can we guard against these mistakes? All forms of intelligence is derived from learning. Thus, it is important that systems are capable of learning as well. Systems, such as AI, go through a test phase in which they demonstrate their knowledge in certain scenarios. They don't go through just one test phase. They usually go through extensive testing. However, these systems can be fooled into thinking that something is in a certain place when it actually isn't. These tests are used to form an AI base where they can learn from their mistakes and change what they thought before. The last point is, how do we eliminate AI bias? Even though AI is capable of achievements beyond human capabilities, it cannot always be trusted to be fair. AI systems are created by humans. Humans are inherently flawed and judgmental, even though we say we are not. Thus, AI systems have high capability to make mistakes because they are made to reflect human behavior. Hopefully, there will be a team of people to supervise the AI system so no judgmental mistakes occur, and there is no bias against certain people or situations. But beyond the technical uh, issues with AI and, and the issues with integrating AI into society, what are some other ethical problems with making AI safe and considering the issues about them increasing in intelligence beyond our control? So one of the big issues in AI is this concept of singularity, which is when AI surpasses us in intelligence. And a lot of people think this is far-fetched, perhaps, um, but other experts think that, you know, it's going to happen in the next, like, 30 years or, or 100 years. And the estimates are all very different, and, and people have uh, disagree about this, but it's on a, a lot of people's minds, like, I hate to bring up Elon Musk, but he has been a voice in this discussion. Some are worried that AI can be influenced negatively, um, like in their programming, they can be biased, like, like humans are biased, and society's prejudices will be expressed through AI, just like it is in society, or they can be just outright evil or, you know, anti-human. A lot of these experts that write on technology say that it's not actually malice that we should be worried about, but errors in their judgment. Like an example that they give is we program uh, something to get rid of cancer and they decide to do that by just killing people who have cancer. And that's like an accidental consequence. See, they, they're just trying to perform a task, but in the process, they did something that is morally repugnant, you know? So that's an issue that people are worried about. Another issue is being losing control over AI. If AI is teaching itself and becoming more and more intelligent, are we gonna be able to control them? And isn't the point of having AI is to have them as a tool that we're able to control? And what happens if we lose control? Will that be liberating for us in us being able to sit back 
and not do our jobs and let AI do it because they'll just run the world. Like, you know, we'll be like AI's little like pets that just get to do whatever we want, you know? There was a Kurzgesagt video that I saw like ages ago that sort of brought up that idea. Also, if, if AI was just like one of us, like, do we have to treat them the same as other people, give them rights, and, and will they have emotions? And I'd like to open this discussion up to you guys and ask you, do you think that it will be super dangerous if AI becomes intelligent? Do you think that's really unlikely? I think, well, for right now, uh, AI are actually already intelligent because they're learning from their mistakes and by learning from their mistakes they are in, they are gaining knowledge um at a quick pace and uh they are learning right from wrong hopefully from other people there like they're not just by themselves learning right from wrong because if an ai were to learn right from wrong by itself then they could have a lack of understanding like in the cancer example also i think that uh, artificial intelligence can express certain emotions because usually the big the whole thing about an AI is that um, they learn from humans and we and humans clearly express emotions so more than likely an AI would analyze um, how humans are expressing the emotions why they are expressing that those emotions and um, is it possible if uh, AIs can express the emotions themselves? I don't know if it's really, it, it's hard for me to know because I'm not really a, an expert in AI, but I don't know how it would work for an artificial intelligence, a machine essentially, to have emotions. Like, is it different from programming? It kind of goes back to what Archit was saying uh, about Bayesian versus neuro networks like maybe if it was a Bayesian based on logic then emotions is sort of doesn't fit as well into that model but then if we model them on neural networks then they have more capabilities to sort of develop moral sense or, or, or things like that. It also depends on what models we use to uh, create those AIs especially if we're mapping a human brain and using that as a template to create AI then AI would certainly be just a digitized copy of a real, actual human. Um, emotions, in essence, are just chemical interactions in our brains, and those are possible to simulate. Um, we don't have the technology yet to model those neurons completely, but if in the future we do, we could definitely have AI that show legitimate emotion. Um, and as for liability and... Um, what AI would do in order to solve certain problems, I think it is very dependent on the approach we take. A logical AI is sort of a monkey's paw. It will take the most efficient path to getting something, even if it means that it goes directly against what we originally wish for. Like in your cancer example, we ask it, we want to eradicate cancer, and it thinks that eradicating humanity is the best way to eradicate cancer. But that is also, I feel, um, on the shoulders of humans who programmed it, because AI is a tool that's completely in our control, then AI would take a uh, path like that, which involves wholesale destruction of humanity or a overpronounced reaction towards a problem. It is more likely to be a fault in the programming and tooling of AI by the humans rather than the fault of the AI itself. Um, 
if you have a more neural network and emotion-based AI, you would, I think you would be more like less likely to run into such kind of problems. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you guys have an optimistic view of the future of AI. Um, a lot of people would share that. Um, I, I certainly hope that <laughs> the singularity will not, you know, destroy us all. Um, I, do, I honestly do not think it is the biggest of our problems, <laughs> climate change. But um, <laughs> on a positive note, uh, AI has the potential to elevate humanity in a lot of ways. AI can be used to make prosthetics extremely good at doing, what, at mimicking, you know, neural interaction, feeling things. Um, things like that, uh, they can maybe make us stronger. Um, I, it's, it's kind of far in the future, but if they were able to sort of integrate it with our brains and make us into like half, like have computing power added to the, to the our abilities of our brains, that would be like, it's hard to imagine like what kinds of capabilities that would add to us as a species if we could process information with humans in combination with what our current brains are able to do. Um, so there is a lot of possibilities with, with AI um, in, in the future and, and how we can integrate it, not just into our society and as, as tools, but as part of our bodies. Uh, yeah, AI has definitely a lot of interesting paths it can take in the future. And it will be actually very exciting to see how it evolves and how the controversy of AI unfolds in the years to come. So that concludes our deep dive into artificial intelligence, one of the most exciting developments in technology going on today. This has been Nathan, Archit, Olivia, Michaela, and Hallie with Syslog Soundwaves. Special thanks to Jordan for her help with our script. Thanks and stay tuned for our next podcast. Thank <laughs> you.